Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season se- season 10, Episode 7, titled Snatch Game. My name's Brett Baxley, and I am joined, as always, by one ambiguously bottomed co-host. From Seattle, please say... Please, just f*** me! <laughs> to Aiden Deem. Hi, Brett. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good. How was your day today? It's You're in I- high school, right? Yeah, I'm a senior. I graduate on Thursday, so I'm super excited to that. You super graduate super on Thursday? Yeah, so that's that's so early. Out. Yeah, do you have school? Are you still in school for a while? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I get out the 26th of June. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that's time. Um, are you a senior or a junior? What year are you in? I'm a junior. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, you said you do swim. Did you say that yeah. earlier? Mm-hmm. That's fun. That sounds like a lot of work, though. Yeah, I've been doing it since I was, like, uh, eight years old, so I had to stick with it. Yeah, I swam for, like, two years, um, and then the second year I did it, um, I, like, moved up classes, and instead of doing one lap in the pool, we had to do two, um, and that was not my gig, and so I (laughs) faked an asthma attack, and I got out of that shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No. I had an experience yeah. like that when I was doing cross country. Oh, you're so sure. sporty. Well, I faked a stress fracture, so. <laughs> yeah, I did like um, speech and debate and like mm. DECA and all of the um, nerdy academic activities in high school. Oh, yeah. So I didn't uh, model UN last year, and now I'm doing a handwriting club with my friend. Handwriting club? Yeah, it's really fun. We that's just like handwriting things. Yeah, that's that's pretty nerdy. <laughs> and this week, the library is open for the reading mini challenge, and the girls get their impressions ready for another ed- edition of the Snatch Game. Monet redeems the soul of Maya Angelou. Eureka drinks her go-go juice as Honey Boo Boo, but it was Aquaria who trumped the competition as the first lady. Monique Hart sank as Maxine Waters. The Vixen failed to impress as Blue Ivy, and Asia fell flat as Beyonce. In the end, the Vixen and Monique Hart were pitted against each other in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was sung and done, the Vixen lived to see another day, while Monique Hart was asked to sashay away. Aiden Deem, name two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Okay, um, two things I liked. I liked, um, I'm gonna put them all three in this, because I loved... Eureka's, um, Aquarius, and Monet's snatch game. I thought they were all basically equal, and we've never really seen that in a snatch game before. Where it's kind of come down to the Eureka, Eureka, and who else? Um, Aquaria. Eureka and Monet. Monet and Aquaria. Okay. Um, yeah, because it really came down to the looks. I thought. Um, So. You think that Monet's performance was, like, on par with Eureka and Aquarius? Yeah, I 100% I do. I thought the the poem was hilarious. I love that. So is that that, that one of your things you liked? Yes, that's just one. And then, um, oh, what's the other one? Um, I liked, okay, on Untucked, I liked the wheelchair thing on the runway. And I liked how the girls came in on those, uh, like, what do you call them? Like... Do you know what I'm talking about? How they were rolled the in rollers on those, yeah, rolling boxes or whatever. Okay. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was. Um, funny. And like Eureka was like sitting there and like pouting while she was getting rolled on that box. Um, yeah, 
Oh, that was, I, I thought, a very campy and funny concept. That was there. hilarious. Um, so, yeah, and then one thing I did not like, I didn't really like the runway. I thought all of them were kind of sloppy, except for, like, a few. Uh, no, I totally see that, for sure. Yeah. Um, how about you? Okay, so me. So, two things I liked. Um, I liked the the performances just like you i think i feel like i have the same (sighs) likes and dislikes as you um yeah like i thought the performances they were really strong except i'm gonna exclude monet exchange's performance from mine because i feel like hers was just like not um as good as aquaria or eureka's i thought aquaria and eureka both really delivered and they they both fit in really well because they both delivered on like a different level eureka's performance was like super high energy and funny um and aquaria's performance was much um lower energy but just funny um on a different level but i think that monet exchange's performance was kind of even more scripted than Aquarius. I she it just felt to me like she had prepared everything ahead of time and didn't like give the character room to, room to breathe. Um like the whole poem, like you can tell she got the call that she was on drag race and she goes, Okay, I'm gonna start my character now and she like wrote the poem. So I just felt like she was a little stiffer, but they're trying to give her this like ascending edit, like they're trying to be like, She's getting better, we're so Mm-hmm. She's like they're really building her up to something. That's what I feel yeah. like they're doing. I see what so you mean, I, but that's going to be my dislike. Um, oh, it is. It okay, is how artificial that um, ascendance up into like greatness for Monet Exchange feels to me. It just feels very um, prescribed, almost. Just it feels like they're they're kind of forcing it because I think. Monet Exchange never did as bad as they wanted her to do, and she's not doing as good as they're trying to say she's doing now. I think she's always been, like, upper middle of the pack, Um, and she hasn't really changed much, but they're just trying to make it seem like she has. Yeah, um, I don't really mind, like, that she prepared it all, as long as it's funny, because I know there was, like, something similar to that in um, in All-Stars 3 when Trixie Mattel uh, did her bichler bit and i just Mm -hmm. didn't think it was funny but um i think if it's prepared as long as it's funny then it's okay but i see what you mean yeah i just think improv when you can tell the comedy was improv it's more impressive to me yeah that makes sense okay i'm seeing this um some comments over here and someone said that they uh, wish to be excluded from the narrative where Monet exchange was not pure excellence. I think she was funny and fine. I'm just frustrated with how she didn't embrace um, the improv nature of the challenge because I know like she's smart, like she could have done it. I think she was just kind of like scared about it or, or wait, the uh, Vixen or Monet Monet exchange. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the vixen though whole, yeah no the vixen was horrible literally awful like uh like that the the asia and the vixen i like how they included the little clip of them trying to like plan out their attack beforehand which is like <laughs> if you need to like respond to me like this when this happens and literally they did not come up with and, um, yeah asia even uh, said like um i'm gonna let you set your character up first and then i'll comment 
I'll like play with you or whatever. And that's literally the opposite of what they did. Asia like butt in to the Vixen's whole thing mm-hmm. right from the get-go. I thought that was so funny. But yeah. Yeah. I think they, they had weak characterizations too. It was weak altogether. And then another thing that you liked. Oh. Um, I liked the concept of the runway challenge. Um I thought it was like I said, I was it was like campy and fun, but like, you know, it was it was kind of sloppy all of the girls looks like like, let me think aquaria had a very good look but other than that it looks like they kind of the like aquaria they told ahead of time but the other girls like 10 minutes before the runway they go oh by the way you have to have mermaid tails and they all (laughs) took fabric hot glued shit together and then they were like okay bam i'm going out to the runway like most of them looked like that um yeah yeah, I did like Eureka's though. I know someone else yeah. didn't Hers like looked, it. It was it was but... it was made well too. Um, and I'm not usually like a huge fan of Eureka's looks. Like they're okay, but yeah. like uh, this one was good. It was well done. But Aquaria absolutely, without a doubt, killed the whole episode mm-hmm. for sure. After Blair's elimination, the girls enter the workroom to get out of drag. The Vixen is glad to live to see another day. Eureka gives the Vixen some advice about being a role model, and Monique talks about how poor Monique is. My issue coming in is money. My look probably wasn't the strongest. Was it probably the most creative? Yeah, maybe with the materials that I had and making a costume literally in 30 minutes. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. Ladies, as the Department of Education continues to make deep budget cuts, we are doubling down to our commitment to teach the children how to read. (laughs) The Lord Rowry is officially out. Because reading is what? Fundamental. That's right. The two strongest reads came from Monet and Eureka. Cameron Michaels, I don't really have a read for you. Please just f- me. <laughs> Please just f- me. Aquaria, I love your confidence. You're always telling yourself how you're beautiful, how you're talented, how you're going to win. You're also a pathological liar. <laughs> the Vixen. Do you have a housekeeper, girl? Your kitchen is a mess. <laughs> Thank you all so much. I can't wait to hear your reads about me being fat. Asia O'Hara, you are the Amazon queen. You get your tights from Amazon. You get some of your outfits from Amazon. And apparently they sell teeth too. And Ms. Cracker, you coin yourself as thin, white, and salty. But you're forgetting bitter. Bitter that you are a New York City queen that had to bob the drag queen to get to the top. And that's Shay. Eureka was named the winner of the challenge before RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. All right, ladies, time to show me how far you can stretch your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Because for this week's Maxi Challenge, we're playing the Snatch Game. Okay, so a lot happened there. First, thoughts on um, 
Monique Hart and her talking about her financial struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know really what to think about it because on the one hand, um, she says that that takes the time that she puts into the making her outfits kind of takes away from everything else, um, which is, you know, sad, but I feel like some of that is an excuse because later on, well, actually, I don't think we're supposed to talk about that right now. Okay. Um, right now, I think, um, it is, I, I agree that she's, she's being a trooper. Basically she's, um, she only had two weeks to get ready for drag race and she probably spent all of her time getting the fabric that she needed and then using it in the workroom, knowing that she didn't have the money to buy actual clothes. So I do respect that. Uh, what about you? So here's where I am. First of all, I'm a big Monique Hart fan because we're both from Missouri. Um, but beyond that, I'm also a very poor drag queen. So I like really understand where she's coming from. Um, Cause shit's expensive. Like mm-hmm. um, you can find like the cheapest acceptable wig is like $40. And then after that, it's going to be like, that doesn't even come nice. Like you have to style that and make that look good, which takes time. Um, and then on top of that, like clothes are expensive and, um, I totally understand where she's coming from. Um, so I might have a little more um, sympathy for her also because I'm such a big fan of her. So I really under uh, like <sighs> sympathize with her. Um, I just literally love her so much and it makes me so sad to see her go and not because uh, she deserved to go because I think she's one of the most talented queens this season. But um, I really think a big factor was that she was behind because she was poor and because she was behind, she got in her head and because she got in her head, she didn't do well in the challenge. Um, so I, I, she clearly didn't do well in the challenge, but I do think it can be traced back to her um, financial struggles and not being able to easily afford those things. What did you think about um, the reading challenge this season? Um, okay. I actually really liked this reading challenge. Because there was no, um, there were no Laganja Estrangas or Fifi O'Hara's or Coco Montrices of the bunch. They were all pretty solid, I think. Um, yeah, I think there were any except for maybe the Vixens. Yeah, and for me, hers weren't bad. Like I just don't remember them. Yeah, I just don't remember them. Um, but yeah, I thought I I think I liked Monet the most. Um, if we're just gonna talk about that now. Um, because I don't know, she just seemed like she was having fun, and I know they didn't air all of them, but um, I'm really curious to see what else she had to say. Because they always give like the winner of the mini challenge the most airtime, which is kind of annoying. But yeah, I, Eureka's I was funny. We could see them all, but I will say, while they were none of them were weak, I don't think um, any of them were like crazy strong either. Like yeah. there were none that were like iconic reads that will go in like the YouTube compilations of best reads. Um, yeah, I, I think that it was, they were like good, solid, but not amazing. I can see Monet's read of Cracker maybe um, 
being kind Wait, of the, really the one where she said about fucking Bob the Drag Queen? Yes. I thought that was probably, in my opinion, the weakest read. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just like, I think it was maybe true, it was though. her delivery. I feel <laughs> like she stumbled a little in the delivery. Maybe that was it. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I'm maybe I, change. I'm, I feel like I'm hating on her a lot. I love her, but like... Yeah, no, I love her. She's my favorite. Do you think Eureka should have won, though? Um, no, I think Monet should have won. I like both of her reads a lot. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know if Eureka, like, won leaps and bounds over everybody else, or if um, it was just kind of like, you know, they're pushing the Eureka's great narrative more. Yeah. In the workroom, Cameron revealed he was playing the wrestler China, and the Vixen announced she was performing as Blue Ivy. Later, RuPaul entered the workroom for some table visits and brought along a special guest. Hey, kitty girls, we've got company. Bianca Del Rio is here to lead us all in a peaceful group meditation. Baloney. I'm here to say everything hateful that RuPaul won't. During the table visits with Bianca, Eureka made a final decision on Honey Boo Boo, and Asia O'Hara changed her mind to Beyonce. But it was Monique Hart who made a critical decision to play Maxine Waters. So if I asked you a question, can you answer me back as Maxine Waters? Yes. Madam Congresswoman, what is on the lunch menu for today? On the lunch menu today, Rue, we're having greens, beans, tomatoes, yams, collard greens, you name it, and I have it. Elsewhere in the workroom, Aquaria explained her decision to portray the First Lady, Melania Trump. You know, I don't consider myself funny, but I think my humor comes from a very confused place in my brain. (laughs) I don't get my words right. I don't form sentences very well. Well, it works for our president. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm trying to play that up with Melania. Okay, so Bianca Del Rio. Um, How'd you feel about her? Okay, so I love Bianca. Um, she's, like, probably the best winner. She has, like, the best track record. And um, I'm excited to see more drag queens being on the show, like Alyssa Edwards and Bianca Del Rio. I right. think those are oh, yeah. two great choices to have on the show. Um, and, yeah, I hope she – I think she should have been a judge and maybe, like, even be a permanent judge. Or something like that? For the Snatch Game episode. Yeah. For sure. I think that getting applicable judges would be something that, like, sets... Like, that could, like, step Drag Race up to the next level. Because what were those judges on? Like, those are... (laughs) They weren't comedians. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, is it, like, Bianca? They literally had one of the most successful touring comedians, which is literally, she's a drag comedian, so she would be the perfect judge for Snatch Game. And she's an alum of the alum of the show. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't make sense to have her as a judge. I agree. I, However, I am a little um, biased against Miss Del Rio because she has me blocked on Instagram. <gasps> I know. I don't know what I did. Why? You d- I don't know. Do you know? Did you do anything? I don't think so. I think I might have commented something on, like, a Laganja Estranja post. Oh, no. Bianca Del Rio was, like, hardcore supporting 
uh, Laganja and just like backing her up. So I think that might have been something, but I'm not uh... sure. Because I know Laganja has me blocked on Twitter and Bianca <laughs> has me blocked on Instagram. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a messy hoe. <laughs> um, what else are we supposed to talk about in this section? Oh, people selecting yes. their characters. Um, okay, so the script says that Cameron was nearly invisible as China, but I thought she was just as visible as, like, Ms. Cracker's character. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Like I thought I she had um, some funny lines, but it wasn't like super funny. I liked her more than Miss Cracker, actually. But I did too. I thought that Cameron did better than um, Cracker. Um, oh wait, are we supposed to be talking about the snatch game or the table visits? Honestly, it's really important when this you know gets uploaded. <laughs> As this very episode, um, our um, nine fans that we have, yeah, listen. Oh, there's still nine. That's nice. It's uh, well, Lauren's going. Bye, Lauren. By the way, if you're still listening, um, okay. Where I lost my spot in the script, I have to find this again. Do you want to talk about the table visits? Okay, yeah, let's talk about table visits. Okay, um, I just want to talk about Aquaria and how I'm liking her more and more throughout this I competition. She yeah. really killed the table visit. She like she was too calculated the first time her and RuPaul had a conversation at the table visit, and RuPaul called her on it, and he made her keep saying the line that she had rehearsed because yeah. he knew that she had rehearsed the line. And this mm-hmm. time, she really just went into it, and she admitted to RuPaul, she's like, I have weaknesses, and I'm going to yeah. play on the weaknesses. And RuPaul really... And I like how... Oh, I'll keep going. No, that was it. Um, I like how um, RuPaul was trying to say, do you think you have trouble with words because um, of what people will think of you? And then Aquaria kind of gives like a half-assed answer or something about like, oh, because I have a lot of fans. But then she's like, I really just can't form a sentence. And um, no, I, re- I relate with her in some ways with like that. Um, and I like how she like, she has, she does have trouble with speaking, but she can also like kill comedy. And kill the Snatch Game. For the first time, I think, this whole season, you can say Aquaria was charismatic. Yeah. Like, she really made you um, just, like, more than just think she's pretty. You were like, okay, I see you. Um, Yeah. The table visit with Asia was kind of frustrating for me. Because RuPaul always gives the queens exactly what they need Mm -hmm. to do well she always will be like eh, are you sure you want to go in that direction and when rupaul does that you go no i don't go in that direction because rupaul's literally telling you how he's going to judge you the next day so the fact that asia didn't really heed the warnings of rupaul when rupaul was like okay we've never had a beyonce done well it was <laughs> it was frustrating to me like she was literally they were they told her yeah yeah it's it's frustrating. I just don't know why we do choose Beyonce. I just don't get it. Like, right. she doesn't it's have a character. And like you were saying, she's not a character. Yeah. I think you could maybe play Beyonce if you played her off as um, somebody who was, like, um, absent-minded. Like, you could really hype that character up. But um, she did not. She <laughs> did not deliver. 
What? What was that? I missed. She didn't deliver. Like she really. Oh yeah, she didn't deliver. Um. Yeah. Um. I just remember season two. Tyra's Beyonce was like the most accurate Beyonce we've had because it was literally nothing. Um. (laughs) And like, there's really not much more we can do. Like with that, I just don't get it. Yeah. No. There's not. There's not much more. It's time for the snap game. Wait, have I already read that one? Yeah, no. no, I did that. Wait, I haven't? No, you haven't. Okay. It's time for the Snatch Game. Cameron was nearly invisible as China. Ms. Cracker never really delivered. Dorothy Parker. Monet finally delivered a funny Maya Angelou. And Eureka was a hoot as Honey Boo Boo. Meanwhile, the Vixen was awkward as Blue Ivy. And Beyonce, for the third time, was done wrong by Asia's painful portrayal. Boo-boo, do me a favor. Close your ears for a second. I said that she is a woman whose husband cheated on her, and she wrote an entire album about it. And y'all all thought she was joking, and then I still made a whole bunch of money off of it, so it don't even matter. It's a match. Continue. I told you to close your ears. Oh, okay. I knew that was about you. Okay. All right. Right. Unfortunately, not a match. No. On the first lady of the United States of America, Melania Trump is here. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> now, RuPaul, I did bring you a gift. Oh, oh, is this from it's where I think it's from? Trinities. Trinities. Yeah. I love Trinities. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Oh. Oh, this is lovely. I hope it fits. <laughs> Thank you so much. First Lady of the United States of America, Melania Trump. Melania. Melania, Melania, sorry. It's all right, Barack, no worries. <laughs> I went with uh, Russian hooker urine. <laughs> Russian hooker urine. It has a funny smell, but it has just the right kick. That's an unusual answer. What made you think of that? I don't know. My husband does the same thing, so I figured that the Snoop Dogg would probably love it. <laughs> Now, you still have a chance, darling. I said Lady Bunny is a wonderful entertainer, a humble queen, and she keeps the show going and is a handsome and smart gentleman. <laughs> close? So close, but not a match, I'm uh, afraid. <laughs> any hole is a goal. Baboni cart apart at Washington, D.C.'s HBIC, Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Hello, Rue. May I call you Auntie Maxine? You surely can. You got your impeach Trump there? Impeach Trump. He has to go. The Cheeto has to go. Say it with me. The Cheeto has to go. Okay. Let's go on over to Auntie Maxine. Did you hear about the new smartphone for drag queens? Instead of face recognition, it recognizes your... Tuck touch. Tuck touch. That's a very smart idea. I think you should patent that and maybe bring it up in Congress. I'll bring it up in Congress and then I'll bring it up at DragCon. At where? Where? DragCon. Maxine, now what district are you in? The 43rd. Is that, is that Compton? <laughs> 
Actually, I think it is. It's probably Inglewood or something like that. It surely is. We, I, I am the 12th, one of the 12 women that are in the Black Caucus. We're really involved in the Black community trying to raise us up. Okay. All right. So we're looking for death drop. All right. What do you have, Congresswoman? I have Honey Boo Boo eating President Cheeto. Okay. Honey Boo Boo eating President Cheeto. All right. I'm afraid that's not a match, Congresswoman. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Every time I hear that performance, my heart sings. Yeah. Um, so who who was your favorite? Oh, my favorite. Um, I yeah, I guess I would have to say my favorite was Aquaria, but um again it was so close between the three. Um yeah, I don't know. But uh, Maxine Waters was so tragic because you know she didn't prepare. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really, <laughs> she didn't know how to give a funny answer, so she just gave the one thing that she remembered when she read the Wikipedia page. She goes, yeah. um, I am one of 12 women in the, I was like, okay, living museum, fourth grade project on. <laughs> like, she was really giving you class presentation. Yeah. And that performance. Um, no, I, I liked Eureka's um, a lot. Funny. There were definitely some times that I like laughed out to something that's like I don't know. I think it's pretty hard to do when you're sitting and watching a TV show to like audibly like laugh. And Eureka's performance really just brought it for me. Yeah. Um, lying on the car, and the way that she took that bit and she like brought it all the way. I just love the um. Like the story arc of her drawing on the card and a drawing on her face, it was very funny, and her performance just in itself told a story, which I love. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, I think she played like a, a child. Well, it was kind of like it was baby Eureka, even though there was already a baby Eureka. Um, I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought um, there was another, like, child character on the panel with Blue Ivy that just didn't go. Okay, so I think it was very clear without um, the editors or producers having to step in that there were tops, bottoms, and middles. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Cracker and Cameron very clearly were the middle. Like, they gave solid performances that were not hilarious. Um and everyone just really fell in um, with where they placed. So I think it was it was very judging. I think it was pretty easy for them, actually. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, it was actually kind of, like, perfect how it was judged like that. There's, like, some seasons where they're all kind of mediocre. I think season eight was like that. Yeah. But, no, yeah, everyone was just kind of, like, midline. But this was very clear... Um, if I had to rank them, though, I would give Eureka the one, Aquaria the two. Just This is just on Snatch Game alone, though. Mm-hmm. Aquaria gets the two. Um, three goes to Monet Exchange. And then I put uh, Cameron ahead of Cracker. And then the bottom three were all awful, and they all were literally so bad. Like, Okay, I, 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 think, do, I, I, th- I think I would do Aquaria one... Then okay. two Monet, 
and three Eureka, and then the same as you. Okay, yeah, the bottom three were just all. Yeah, they were horrible. Pretty bad. Yeah, it was like almost season. Bad. Well, I know, I know Joe. I mean, yeah, the season where they all just started yelling at each other. Yeah, like the that level was season of unprofessionalism four is far too much. <laughs> yeah. Um. um yeah, totally it was it that. was definitely giving me season four vibes. Um. Yeah. The level of unprofessionalism, far too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt with um, Asia and the Vixen. Yeah. And they were like all It's elimination. Oh. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, yes, no, for sure. It was a tragedy. It's elimination day and the girls are reflecting on their snatch game performances before a lengthy discussion about politics and drag. The Vixen and Asia worry about their poor performances, but Eureka seems pretty happy with her own performance. It's kind of random how we both did, like, the little kids. Yeah. And we both get ready beside each other. Honestly, Eureka, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I feel like you stepped on a lot of people and, like, kind of took their moment from them. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I don't think you can blame me for that because... I'm not blaming you. I, I just, was just trying to chime in like we're supposed to, you know what I mean? But I think there's a level of professionalism where you know when to hold back. Okay, how do you feel about the Vixen's stance here with Eureka? Well, it's kind of, like, ironic how, like, the Vixen and Asia were the one who were clearly the ones talking over everyone and, like, making scenes and stuff like that. And Monet even says, even if there was some shady editing going on, Monet says in her confessional that Asia was the one talking over everyone, not Eureka. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just... I don't know why... And, like, her defense from um, earlier in the season, don't poke the bear, that doesn't work here. She she does, she was never poked. Right. Um, I think a difficult thing with the Vixen is, is in the beginning, she had a very important and real point to make with Ray's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that her, her character and her... Um, how much she fights and how much she, um, how immature she is really just like minimizes the point that she made that was super important. So that's kind of disappointing to see that, um, how she has acted the rest of the show after she made that important point. Mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't mean the point is any less important. It just, um, makes her less of a reliable messenger for that point that she was trying to make. Yeah. Um, and then she also comes off as a hypocrite. Because, as we learned later on, she she was talking, um, I think you even said this earlier, but um, how she was saying, my character is loud, and I, get, I take it to a 10, and that's just me, and you can't change that. And, I mean, I guess I respect that, but then you can't say that Eureka can't be the way that she is. Right. No, it's super hypocritical. Yeah. I think that Eureka is, can be so annoying, but I, really? I think that in this instance, it was, yeah, like in general, like the whole Charlie Hyde's thing last season, like Eureka can talk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the Vixen talks more and then wants to make everybody else um, feel bad when she gets talked over. So I just think um, Eureka has really met her match when it comes to the Vixen. Yeah. 
Okay, um, really quick, I just want to tell you this. If you go online on Wikia, the, all the looks are up if you want to look at them. Oh, so I have a visual. Let me go there real quick. Okay, who is the first? Do you know? Um, I think in alphabetical order, it's just Aquaria. Okay, iconic winner, stunning, beautiful. Yeah, Aquaria was was great have you seen um, the photo she put on instagram of this look yeah i think she did yeah her photos online um of this look are everything she's like tied up it's like bondage like it's cute the photos are great aquaria is always posting great photos of her looks um but these are really good and they, they um, the concept is the hair Yeah, um, looking, um, and it really dripping it has in the bottom adhesive and the tears coming down her face. Um, very good. I was I was very impressed with the look. Yeah. Um, do you want to just give your highlights, like your top three looks, maybe? Instead of going down uh, the wait, where are, where have the looks? Oh, where are the looks? Okay, um, I just looked up uh, Wikia, yes. our PDR looks, and then season 10, and then it comes up with all the episodes, and you can just, like, scroll down. It's kind of hard to find, actually, so, if you don't want to, it's fine. Um, who's the next, who's the Okay, then it's, uh, Asia. And, um, I loved Asia's mask, and I do like the bottom two. I like the, um... She kind of has like feathers, not feathers. Um, what do you call them? Uh, like scarf kind of things, like draping down. Um, and that's kind of weird, but I think the mask kind of brought it all together, and I kind of like get where the entire look is coming from. Uh, I don't know. So I have opinions. Oh, you do about the mask. Uh, okay, I found it. It's not loading for me. Okay, that's it right. looks like she made this mask. The crazy art brand Play-Doh. Um, like, I am not impressed with it. It oh, looks really? janky. Yeah, it looks really, I think it like looks it's really not, good. To me, it doesn't... It looks like poorly painted. Like, the shape is fine. Um, but what it really isn't giving it to me is just, like, it's not painted well. And, like, if she's not doing makeup, the mask needs to be painted uh, okay ugh, the mermaid look of aquarius just pulled up and it's literally it's everything it's so okay good. so asia yeah not a big fan of the mask wait i'm gonna ask a nerdy question um have you ever played like the legend of zelda games do you play video games i haven't no okay not well, really okay well i was gonna say in um in zelda there's these things called zoras and literally, the mask looks exactly like what they look like in the game. So I think that's I'm where she impressed. got it from. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I was just going to say that. And then Eureka next. is next. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Uh, Spiral Goddess said her mask reminded me of a bad entry from a contestant on Face Off. T. <laughs> and that's... Um, okay, yeah. Um... 
mermaid her mermaid look um it was good the um the bodysuit was very well made um don't i don't live for the hair with it though you don't like the hair for the picture right now it was the look itself is like a nude illusion and then black um like black and then the hair is big pink and blue i like um, the hair i think it was like i, know, giving I like the hair independent Ursula. of the look so like the hair could be cute as a different thing but i don't like it with the outfit hmm tell me why you like it with the look yeah i kind of see what you mean but yeah i guess maybe i don't know if she should change the hair or the or the um or the costume the color of the costume because i i think the hair like her face her mug gives me like sea witch i think i mean instead of like bright pink or pink and blue or blue or what if it would have been cohesive for me yeah okay and then next next up up is Cameron Michaels yeah um um it's so basic uh wow if this look oh that's a koi fit didn't I'm not a fan of this. Yeah, no. But, uh, could, like, if if you remember, yeah, big boot. <laughs> Untucked when she, like, took it off and put it back on. The way that you just bought, like, fish scale print stretch fabric. Like, it's so <laughs> ugly and cheap and just, like, obvious. Like, such the obvious choice. Like, I don't know. She, li- she might have literally gotten on Amazon and typed in mermaid legging and that could be what she has on yeah big boot mm-hmm. I would agree uh, with that. next up is Ms. Cracker okay she has mm-hmm. on um, yeah. a sequins like mermaid tail um, an embellished pink bra top brown on that she looks like mermaids for this uh, this is a toot for me yes it is a definite toot I love the tail I think it's probably one of the best tails. I love the sequins. Um, I think the crown's really cool. It looks very couture. Like she spent a lot of money on it. Probably. Right. Um, yeah. She's giving me a character. And I love and appreciate that. It's very yeah, developed. She's, so She's giving me like um, the female sea king. Or wait, what was the guy's name? In Triton. She's giving me Miss oh, Triton. Yeah, king Triton. Yeah, Miss Triton. For sure. Um, <laughs> next up, Wait, we did have I say uh, Monet Exchange. Oh, Monet Exchange is the next. Oh. She's given you. Uh, um. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boot for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, where she's going with it. What it's is this? Just poorly con- what is that red thing on her scales? It's supposed to be a gash. Oh, like, really? Yeah, a big, like, she got, yeah. Like, it yeah, doesn't no, really like that at all. Um, <gasps> that just reminded me that Eureka, like, bled out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. In her look. See, I thought that was cool, too. I know Michelle didn't like that. Uh, 
Okay, this is a boot, boot for... Next up is Monique Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, boot. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a horrible... The big old... I don't boot. like it. Boot. Are um, those, like, supposed to be squid tentacles? High tentacles? I don't know if she made this beforehand, but this looks like something she made in 30 seconds. <laughs> seconds. Yeah. L- yeah, literally 30 seconds. She pins some fabric around her waist. She put on... Um, uh, previously bedazzled top, like it's weak. Yeah, boot. Then you have the vixen, and the, this is probably uh, maybe worse than Monique's. Really, the vixen's is. Yeah, she has a tail on, which is like it's fine. But then, like her top is literally just like two pieces of fabric that she has glued to her titties, and then some curly things coming off her. Sh- this is the nicest wig that she's worn, though. Yeah, the wig's really great. The wig isn't crunchy and gross-looking, um, which is nice. I think the tail's actually really good. I just, like, wish she would, like, change her entire, like, torso area. That's part of the... Like, make and the breast it, area. Like, it's just tragic. Uh, but her mug is amazing. Are you there? Boot. Oh yeah, boot. <laughs> and that was the Lux. Are we done with the Lux? Oh no. Okay. I'm just gonna go on to during the critiques, Ms. Cracker and Cameron were safe and were carted off the stage. Aquaria, Monet, and Eureka received positive critiques, while the Vixen, Asia, and Monique received less than positive reviews. During the critique of Monique Hart, Monique addressed the judges directly. It really sucks, because I feel like week after week, no matter what I do, it's never what you want. This is a competition. It's tough. It ain't easy. No, no, ma'am. That's why only the strong survive. Boom. After all the critiques were over, RuPaul asked the girls a question that led to an uncomfortable exchange between the Vixen and Eureka. All right, so ladies, I have one final question. Who deserves to go home tonight? And why? Starting with Eureka. Oh, gosh. Honestly, maybe Asia O'Hara because she's my biggest competition, to be honest. Fixin. I have never seen such a level of unprofessionalism as I have watching Eureka, and it baffles me that you guys enjoy her so much. It has really been very difficult working in an environment with her because she takes all the air out of the room. She's always the one who has to get the last word. In my defense, I tell everyone all the time, I'm sorry that I'm loud and I'm sorry I'm too much. But, but you don't try also, to stop being loud or try to stop being too much. You're like, I'm sorry, but this is who I am. Deal with it. It's also a strength of mine when it comes to Apparently. the confidence in acting. But what I've seen from Eureka is I'm the one who's getting all the attention in the room, which to me is very childish, which I guess is why the characters that she played has worked for her because she's a child. I'm sorry that she feels that way, but I will say one more thing. Again, getting the last word I'm in. sorry, but I can't let her sit there Again. and literally verbally attack me. Yes, I do talk too much, and I'm expressive and but animated. But everyone doesn't have to But I'm also it. extremely kind, and I'm 
full of love because I know that sometimes I am a lot to deal with. But I can't change that. And I try, try. to be understanding of people, but I can't you handle someone literally verbally attacking me in front of people that I want to have respect for my art when I really have tried everything I can to be as kind as I can to Vixen. That's all I'll say. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you, ladies. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is always quite an episode when they finally ask the girls, like, who on the stage should go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, it's nice to see that Joe's still here after that look section. But um, <laughs> Yeah, did you fall asleep? <laughs> Don't joke about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so, it was uncomfortable. The exchange yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't like that she was over talking, um, and she always gets mad when people um, are trying to or even attempt to talk over her, like um, to Cameron. Um, this untuck. She was like, "Are you gonna let me get a word in or not?" Um, and stuff yeah. like that. And then she would like over talk every single thing that Eureka had to say. And um, yeah, I respect Eureka a lot more now because like she, I think she handled that I do too. pretty well. She didn't, um, she didn't go for any harsh blows and she just said what she thought. She I think that Eureka didn't handle it poorly. However, yeah. you can tell Eureka definitely stooped to the Vixen's level by kind of engaging in it. I think mm-hmm. if Eureka just would have stood there and not said anything, that that the vixen being that childish said everything that it needed to. Yeah, that I don't think that, Eureka needed to say anything. Yeah, that actually probably I don't know. I forget kind of like when Eureka like pops into the conversation. But um because RuPaul may have even asked, like, Eureka, what do you think about that? Because I feel like she does that sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't remember how she popped in. But I wish, I just wish she wouldn't have said as much. Because she yeah. kept giving Vic, the Vixen fire to go yeah. on with. So, yeah, I think that um, overall I agree with most of the queens. When they said that the Vixen should go home, like I think it's that she she definitely, when it comes to talent levels, if you're not looking, if you're looking at like overall performance, the Vixen definitely has the weakest report card, I think, out of all the girls that were there. So I would agree. Like I would have said her name too if I was on the stage. Yeah. I may have said Monique's, to be honest. Really? Um, well, yeah, because her look and her snatch game were both horrible. Like I, I at least thought that Vixen's look was better. I know you don't. Um, Uh, I'm just thinking about how bad it was it was she just thinks that like she can hot glue stuff together and glue it to her body and because she put time into it it's fierce but like I'm not living for her looks they're always like unfinished looking to me um really? Monique's was not (laughs) Monique's was not good though (laughs) I can't I cannot her look it was so bad because it's funny that you say that because I normally like Vixen's look. I think her looks are usually pretty polished. Um, um, think about yeah. that hat look. 
Yeah, I still, I still like the hat look. I don't think. It's oh like, my god. I don't. I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's great either, though, because it's like it's a concept, and I think it's a well executed concept. It's a concept, all right. <laughs> In the end, See, RuPaul crowned Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, is there anything else to talk about in this section, though? Oh, um... Did anything else happen other than the fight? I guess Monique addressed the judges directly. Yeah, what was that she about really... Again? You can tell that she cracked. She really cracked there. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we can go on. In the end, RuPaul crowned Aquaria as the winner of the challenge and named the Vixen and Monique Hart as the bottom two. Monique Hart and the Vixen were now pitted against each other in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... I had a dream, was it real? We crossed the line and it was... Monique Hart snatched her own wig and didn't know the words to the song while the vixen tumbled around the stage. In the end, the vixen was told, Shantae, you stay, while Monique Hart was asked to sashay away. Aiden, any final thoughts on the episode? Okay, um, I liked the entire episode. I hated the lip sync. Um, it I, was I, cringy. I think that um, Vixen was serving Roly Poly Real in this, though, when she did that spinning move. I don't know if yeah. you remember. I I really, um, as soon as I saw that she didn't know the words, um, Monique, I kind of tuned out because I just couldn't watch my girl do that. Like, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> I mean, you knew, like, I knew. Like, you knew within the first second. Like, as tragic. soon as you saw it, you went, oh, and I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I I was, like, watching it, but then I was, like, looking down. Yeah, I, it I was, couldn't. It was really good. It was giving me so many flashbacks to season nine, Valentina. Yeah, but Valentina's was more iconic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Valentina's was a moment, and this was just sad. Well, I thought Valentina was a sad too, though. It was sure, like they had the same sure. facial expression. No, absolutely. But Valentina, I feel like, like that was a moment, and this wasn't iconic yeah, in any way. It was just like you go, you're just like, oh girl, like we were rooting for you. Like it was the the Tyra Banks. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were all rooting for you. you. Yeah. No, but I think overall the episode was very strong. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the better snatch games, I think. Yeah, um, I do too. I think not, not maybe not like the snatch game itself, but like snatch game episodes overall. I think it was a great episode. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. But I think it was a strong snatch game. It was solid, mm-hmm. not not the funniest, but definitely solid. It wasn't like yeah. cringy. Like there have been some some bad snatch games for sure. Well, because I think think of this compared to season nine. Uh, that was a weak snatch game. Yeah, like, all three of them, I feel like, were funnier than Alexis Michelle. <laughs> all three of the, the yeah. top Yeah, oh my god, three. oh my god, yeah, I totally forgot. Alexis Michelle won that. And it was yeah. weak. 
Like, her performance was not good. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. What else is there to say? Should we um, talk about that? Talk? That song is a, a bop. Yeah. The feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's touch on Untucked for a little. So, Cameron and Cracker, what did they talk about? In the two seconds they had alone. I think they were just like, oh, I'm so glad to be safe. Pretty generic talk. Oh, I think my favorite moment of Untucked is when the Vixen said, everybody here has said that you (laughs) are annoying or something or something. And literally Cameron says, I never said that. I think it was Monet. She goes, yeah, Monet said said that. that." I was like, that was so funny. The Vixen just like, eat it, girl. Like, shut up. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they were the only two that um, said anything, though. Like, all the other girls actually said they, that. They were like, <laughs> uh, I may have said that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, I guess, well, if we're talking about favorite moment of Untucked. Oh, let's see. Oh, I, I, it has to be when Eureka was getting rolled down on the box, and she was, like, looking down. Yeah, with her that was funny. Tail. That was so funny. <laughs> I think it was just so campy that they wouldn't let the girls, like, take them off and walk. Like, they had to wheel them in. Like, I thought yeah. that was so funny. I thought and, it was um, funny, too. It was just very traditional. It was, like, old drag race. Like, it was just the feeling of drag race in seasons, yeah. which I really like that they're not taking themselves as seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, they're remembering the joke. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good episode. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I agree. Well, that concludes this special episode of Baby RuPaul's Drag Race (laughs) Recap. Join us next time when we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct a brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I feel like it shouldn't say recap there. Script writing questionable. There you go. He deleted it as I said it. So, for Aiden Dean and myself, sashay away. Until next week.